and welcome to the Bucket Lister podcast. Join your host, Keith Crockford, along with special guests who have traveled the world, here to share stories of their adventures and plenty of inspo to add to your bucket list. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. I am your host, Keith Crockford, and today I am back on my own. Um, which is okay because I'm recording quite a lot of these on my own at the minute and I've had more requests from the series that I did a few weeks ago where I was chatting about different destinations and things I wish I knew before I booked and someone said that they wanted one done on Machu Picchu so today I'm going to talk about exactly that so things you should know before you go or book to go to Machu Picchu um Now, obviously, the first thing is, and people are probably listening to this who already know of the Bucket List Company and know we organize treks to Machu Picchu. But obviously, you don't have to trek to Machu Picchu. You can um, just go to Machu Picchu and visit it and get the train there and do no walking at all apart from around Machu Picchu. So you do have that option. But at the Bucket List Company, we do organize three different treks to Machu Picchu, and we've done various podcasts on on those different treks Um, and i'll put links to those in the show notes but obviously the treks we do to Machu Picchu are the Inca Trail trek which everybody has heard about and knows about um the Lares trek to Machu Picchu and the Salkantai trek to Machu Picchu now um for me um my personal favorite is the Lares trek i know for some of our other guides it's the Salkantai trek and we sell more trips um to the inca trail trek than any of the others and that's really the one we don't push very much um and i've already done podcasts on those so i won't go into too much detail on those but um yeah i mean uh, the inca trail is is quite busy um and there are only 500 permits a day for the inca trail um and it gets booked up very, very quickly. So if you want to go out and do the Inca Trail trek, then you will need to book in advance. You probably can't turn up to um, Cusco and get a a place on an Inca Trail trek because you'll have needed to have your permit in advance. Now, of those 500 permits, 200 of them are for trekkers every day and 300 of them are for porters, support staff, guides, etc. So you will be trekking with 200 people um, or up to 200 people every day on that one. Um, on the Inca Trail, you have the choice of carrying all of your own kit, or you can hire a porter um, and they'll carry a seven kilo weight limit for you on the trek. Um, I mean, most people opt for that, and people do wonder how am I going to carry seven kilos worth of stuff? But remember, you are only trekking for three days. The fourth day is actually your day in in Machu Picchu. So you don't need too much stuff. And that weight limit kind of carries on whether or not you are doing the Lares trek or you're doing the Salkantai trek as well. Um, in terms of durations, Inca Trail trek is four days. Um, Lares trek is four days and the Salkantai trek is five days um with the final day always being your visit into Machu Picchu now the one plus point about doing the Inca Trail is it's the only trek that allows you 
out of the three that we do to trek into Machu Picchu itself. For the Lares trek and the Salcantay trek, you um, stay in Aguas Calientes right at the bottom of Machu Picchu the, the night before in a hotel and then go up to Machu Picchu the following day. With the Inca Trail trek, you... Um, actually arrive at the sun gate and trek down into Machu Picchu on your on your final morning uh, of the trek so that for me I think is the plus point of the Inca Trail is the fact that you do get to do that um the negative side of that is that all of the people at Machu Picchu gate have already made their way into Machu Picchu by the time you get to Machu Picchu itself so it's full of lots of people and um on the last few occasions I've been into Machu Picchu and done the Salcantay or the Lares trek. We've been one of the first people into Machu Picchu and you get that magical photo of Machu Picchu with nobody in it itself, which I think is a is a pretty special photo to have. So you just need to weigh up what you want to do, really. Obviously, in terms of Inca Trail, um, there are thousands of miles of Inca Trail over um, South America and you know it's the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu that you are walking so even if you're on the Salcantay trek or you're on the Lares treks you are still walking on old Inca trails original Inca trails so um, bear that in mind now as I said earlier if um, you're booking with the bucket list company we will if you're on the Lares trek or Salcantay trek we will always book the first bus slot up in the morning and <clears throat> They've changed it now with with Machu Picchu. You used to just buy a ticket for the morning or the afternoon, but now you've got restricted time slots. Um, and we make sure that we've got the first time slot in into Machu Picchu itself, um, which gets us on the first bus up there. Um, so you do get that, hopefully, that moment where you walk into Machu Picchu and you're one of the first ones in there and no one's actually got down onto the terraces yet to... Um, to ruin your photos but if you are going and you're you're booking to go singly or you are um you're heading up there on the train yourself then do make sure that you get an early bus slot booked because otherwise there are going to be potentially lots of people around when when you finally when you finally get up there um other things to think about about Machu Picchu is now you have to have a guide for Machu Picchu um and you can either sort that out before you go obviously if you're going on an organized trip you will already have your guide with you but if you're heading there on your own then you will you'll need to either book a guide before you go or there are guides standing outside Machu Picchu waiting to to take you in um once you go into Machu Picchu now as well you cannot come back out again and then re-enter um, and that's that's changed quite recently. Uh, it used to be you could come back out, go to the toilet, have a coffee, go back in again with the same ticket. But now you're no longer allowed to do that. So make sure that when you are going into to Machu Picchu, um, you go to the toilet beforehand because um, you can't come out and go again. And also, you need money for the toilet. It's only a few solos, but make sure you've got some change when you, when you get there because um, you do need to pay to use the toilets outside which has caught a few people out beforehand um so just bear that in mind if you are on the inca trail you trek into machu picchu um and then you actually do come out because you cannot keep your bags in um with you in machu picchu you need to leave your bags in the lockers 
Um, so again, make sure you've got some uh, money available so you can pay to leave your bags in the lockers. And then you will end up um, heading into Machu Picchu uh, once you've kind of come out and gone back in. You can do that if you're trekking that trip, but you will literally come through Machu Picchu to come out, leave your bags, and then you'll head back in as a visitor to Machu Picchu if you're doing it that way. Um, so just bear that in mind. The other thing as well is Machu Picchu, be prepared for a very long wait. Um, and I've done this quite a few times now um, where you've kind of gone in early and the weather you know, it's, it's pretty much in the cloud forest, which is why Machu Picchu was built where it was, because it was um, pretty much hidden by cloud all the time for when the enemy were coming and that, that nobody knew it was there. So um, quite often when you get up there, and I've had a few disappointing trips um, in the past where you don't kind of get that perfect view of Machu Picchu, um, but you kind of stand on the terraces waiting for the weather to um, waiting for the weather to clear. Um, but you need to be prepared to kind of wait it out really a little bit. And I've had it a few times where you've kind of been waiting and waiting and waiting. Even sometimes I've waited there for a couple of hours um, for the cloud to be able to clear, to, to get that perfect, to get that perfect view of Machu Picchu. And, and sometimes, I mean, touch wood, it hasn't happened to me, but you might not get a, a perfect view of Machu Picchu or even a view of Machu Picchu if it's if it's really cloudy and misty or as it as it can be up there. So, you know, don't be too disappointed if you're going to get that because obviously, you know, it, it is not great. You know, you've spent all that time trekking there. You've been waiting for this trip, but obviously there is very little you can do about the weather. So, um, try and wait it out for as long as you can and you know if your if your guide's really good he'll he'll allow you to stay there um and and kind of wait for it you know as long as you possibly can to to get your view but um i had it a couple of years ago where it did clear enough but it you know i've had some better views there um and i did feel a little bit sorry for for the clients i had with me on that trip because you know they didn't get that that iconic blue sky behind Machu Picchu but sometimes the cloud coming in kind of does give it a really nice effect as well um but you know you kind of got to take what you take really unfortunately it's the weather and there is very little we can do about it but the other important thing there as well is to to make sure that you know you take there's a few things you need to take with you when you head to Machu Picchu one is uh insect repellent there are lots of bugs around um at Machu Picchu you are in the rainforest um so make sure you have your insect repellent make sure you have a drink with you and more importantly make sure you have a poncho or your rain jacket with you now you can buy ponchos from um outside the outside Machu Picchu itself but obviously they come a little bit of a premium if you've forgotten it or you can buy them in Aguas Calientes um before you head up but you know, the weather can change quite quickly in Machu Picchu. So just make sure that you are properly prepared for it. Now, going back to the three treks that we offer, like I said, I will put um, uh, links to the other podcasts I've done, which go into these in more detail. Um, but I kind of, you know, I always say to people, you know, people say, which trek should I choose? And and the quick answer to that really is, is it, is it depends what you want 
what you want to achieve out of it. Now, if you want to see Inca ruins, then the Inca Trail Trek is the one to do. You do get to see a lot of Inca ruins on that one. Um, if you are happy to be trekking with with other people, you know, that many other people uh, as you're going. Um, if you want to see more of the community, then I would suggest looking at the Lares Trek. Um, and quite often on the Lares Trek, I mean, I've I've done the Lares Trek four times now. And out of all of the times I've done the Lares treks, whilst we've been trekking, I have never seen another trekker apart from the group that I've been with. Um, and that's been amazing. Um, so if you want to see local community and you know, you do walk through a lot of communities and they are the, the Andean people are so friendly and, you know, they invite you in to show you their houses and, you know, you can sit and have a cup of tea with them. And it's, it's just a really, really nice ex- experience. I mean, last year, you know, we were we were helping a a, a local community uh, harvest potatoes, and there's loads of children on the on the route, and kind of if you've got sweets and stuff in your bag, they all come running out when you come trekking past, and it's amazing to be part of that. Which is one reason why it's probably my favourite um, trek to do to Machu Picchu. Um, and then you've got, if you love the mountains, then the Salkantai trek um, is is the one to go for. Um, and that really is, you know, the scenery on that one is just stunning. There is um, there is a couple of hard climbs in that one. Um, and the Inca Trail, don't, you know, the Inca Trail, obviously you've got the Dead Woman's Pass, um, and, you know, a woman didn't die on it, just to point that bit out. Um, the reason why it's called the Dead Woman's Pass is if you kind of look at it from a distance um, and you look at the and you look at the layout of it, it actually looks like a woman laying down, um, which is why it's called Dead Woman's Pass. It's no nobody um, died on it for that reason. Um, so that's quite a difficult climb up to four thousand two hundred meters. Um, but where the Inca Trail really kind of gets most people is actually on the the steps um, on the way back down. There are there is a lot of steps on the Inca Trail, and anyone with sort of fairly fairly dodgy knees um, does tend to struggle a little bit. Um, and you know, one of the one of the descents is called the Gringo Killer, um, and I can certainly see why it's called the gringo killer after after i did it for the first time and quite a few people do do suffer do suffer on that one um the other thing with the inca trail is is you have set campsites to stay in whereas with the salcantai and the lares trek you're kind of not as restricted as you are on the inca trail um and with the salcantai and the lares trek um there is no permit for it as such so you can rock up to Cusco and book one of those treks quite easily compared to a a, a last minute Inca trail trek so you know if you are arriving in Peru and you suddenly go oh actually I want to go trekking to Machu Picchu then that is you know they're probably the easier options for you to go and do it if you want to do it that way um, with regards to kit that you need to take with you to Machu Picchu, there isn't a great long kit list really. Um, if you are for any of the the, the um, for the three tracks, I mean it does get cold at night, um, so you are going to want 
some warmer clothing for the evenings. You are going to want a nice warm sleeping bag. Um, you are going to be camping. So potentially you're going to want a roll mat to sleep on. Check with your provider and see if those are provided for you. Um, on our treks, <coughs> they are they are provided with a with a, a thin mat, but some some people want to take a, a thicker one as well. Um, obviously you're going to need a good pair of walking boots or a pair of walking trainers um, and some trekking clothes, but pretty much that's about it. There's no real specialist kit that you need. Um, food on the, on any of the treks is amazing. Um, we hear it back all the time from all of our uh, clients that go on these treks that actually, you know, you get fed so well on a, on a Machu Picchu trek. <clears throat> excuse me um the chefs that they take are i mean the food is amazing um you know if you've got any dietary requirements you you are really well catered for um you know they they definitely get that out there um and you know i know that we've had some people in the past who have sort of had dietary requirements and they've they've supp- they've taken supplemented food out with them because they were worried and you know that they just they got fed probably better than everybody else in the group because you know the chef really did make that special effort to um to make sure they were catered for well so you know if you if you like your food you certainly won't have any problems on a uh, on a um Machu Picchu trek um with eating because you you get fed so so well on those and you know with all of our treks they start in Cusco. Um, so generally, if you are traveling um, to Peru, you will arrive in Lima Airport, and then it's a, an hour's, just over an hour's flight then to get to Cusco. Um, and you definitely, definitely, definitely need to make sure you've got a few days in Cusco to um, just to prepare your body, because Lima sits at sea level, Cusco sits at 3,300 meters. Um, and obviously gaining that altitude in such a short period of time, when you get off that plane, um, and you're suddenly wandering around Cusco, you certainly feel the, 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 the lack of oxygen in the air and any little kind of short, um, you know, bursts up a hill or walking up a set of stairs, you know, for the first couple of days, you really do feel it. So make sure if you are planning your trip to Machu Picchu that um, you allow yourself a good few days in Cusco just to get used to used to the altitude because um, it does catch a few people out. Um, and then finally, if you're heading to Machu Picchu, um, then do consider Rainbow Mountain um, as a add-on excursion. Um, I mean, Rainbow Mountain's getting so popular now with people. It's becoming a real kind of Instagram um, photo to have on on your page. Um, but my advice would be is, you know, get there as early as possible. And with our groups, I always kind of get a little bit of stick because we do it the day after we've been to Machu Picchu. And it is a really early start. And people always say, oh, why are we getting up so early? Um, you know, and we start trekking quite early when we get there. And we're generally one of the first people to to arrive in the car park. And we kind of get to the top, do the photos of Rainbow Mountain. Um, and then you kind of turn around and look back down to where you've come from and just see the hordes of people coming towards you. 
Um, and then all the all of my clients go, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. I, I see why we've left so early. Yeah, you were right again, Keith. Um, so do make sure that if you are heading to Rainbow Mountain, then you're on a really early excursion because it is becoming super popular. It probably is getting close to over-tourism, um, but it is iconic. It is an amazing photo, um, but you just don't want hundreds and hundreds of people in it with you. And if you do get up early, you get to achieve that photo that you want without any problems. So um, just bear that one in mind. But that kind of pretty much covers it for everything I think um, you need to sort of consider about um Machu Picchu before booking it give you a, um, a few pointers there and a few tips and a bits of advice um, but like I say the show notes will be packed full of information on on Machu Picchu um, and the different treks that we do and the other podcasts we've done so if you put all of that together you will then certainly have all the information you need um, before you head out to see what I think is one, you know, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And, you know, I think I've been, I must've been there 10, 11 times now. And every time I go, it still blows my mind um, of how amazing Machu Picchu actually is. Uh, and to think that, you know, a hundred years ago or just over a hundred years ago, it was, it wasn't um, discovered and it was still hidden. And, you know, they're still finding more and more Inca ruins out in Peru as we speak. So, um, where where they've just been overgrown by the by the rainforests and the jungle and stuff. So it is it is super interesting. If you want to head out to Machu Picchu or you've got any questions, then please don't hesitate to get in contact with us at the office, and we will be more than happy to to give you some advice. And I also wrote a um, one of my ultimate guides. So we've got a a, a seventy page ultimate guide to Machu Picchu. Um, that's on our website that I'll put a link into the show notes as well. That's pretty much got all of the information you will ever need to know about it as well. So um, that's it from me. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. But until then, have a great week and speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bucket Lister podcast. Be sure to click follow to be alerted for next week's episode. For more travel inspiration, check us out at www.thebucketlistcompany.co.uk or follow us on socials. See you next time.